Are you guys still ready? I feel pretty good. I don't know if Wiser's going to make it. <laughs> you going to make it? Wiser's had worse days and better days. We've all seen these cards before. I've what? seen worse and better days. It's the We've one seen... that didn't work. Oh, the... So we're going to do it again? But I think now that we have more perspective on it. Or time. Do we? I don't know. We'll find out, dude. The legacy. Legacy. Jared and I each have our own individual cards. Mine says... What does Cat and Cloud mean to you? Not the coffee or the day-to-day -day operations, but the overall existence of the company. We got the same part there. Okay, that's the same. That's the same. Second paragraph. Chris, you've said that if a company like this existed where you grew up, you'd be stoked. What about Cat and Cloud as a company makes younger Baca excited? Speak to little Baca. Speak to the little Baca. baby Baca. Talk to me, little Baca. What does your question say? Well, mine starts with a different name, Jared. So start. <laughs> You've said that you want Cat and Cloud to be a place that carries a reputation, a place that will have a line out the door no matter the city. What excites you about that, Drea? Mobile, Alabama. Idea, actually. Cat and Cloud, Mobile. Cat and Cloud, Mobile. Uh, uh, I got lots to say. I got lots to say. <laughs> What do you guys want to talk about? Chris, you've said that before, that younger you would love it if a place like this worked. Can you expand on that? Yeah, I think, well, okay. Work is an essential part of a lot of people's lives. So whether you're in high school, you have your first job, or you're coming out of high school, and you're entering into you know the workforce, early college, because you maybe need to pay rent or put some money on the table. A lot of, for a lot of us, work is a necessity. So we spend a lot of our time at work. And places that you spend a lot of time impact your life, whether you want them to or not. And my gut feeling overall has always been, okay, if you can take something that's a have to and turn it into best case scenario, it's better than taking something that's a have to and letting it just perpetually bum you out. So that's step one is internal in your own head. I have to do some sort of a job. How can I make the most of it? Now, step two is obviously there's a lot of different places you can work. And the places that I worked were nowhere special, even though I made the best of them. McDonald's, round table, you know, the board shop in a sporting goods store, another mall skate shop, Nowhere that's like, oh my gosh, this is killer. And the ones that I had the best time at had a couple different things in common. So the main things they had in common were I worked for someone who cared. Someone who paid attention and thought the best of the people around them and went out of their way to make work just a little bit better. Now, I don't think all of those people were necessarily good or great leaders in the context of have they gone to business school can they see the total picture of everything that's going around them it's like no they're just doing these little things that make work awesome so somebody who cares and also they the best ones were places where people work together as a team and i think we do that here and i, I think say. i think we do that in a really really fun environment and Part of part of the reason I say that is because I want people to see potential in their work, and then part of it is reactionary. About I hear enough com people enough people complaining about work, 
And people that complain about their work, it just drives me nuts. Like I'm not, I'm not really here for it. Okay. I don't like, you want to whine about work? There's someone doing shit way harder than you and way gnarlier than you, especially in a place like this, which is awesome. The work, even though it can be intense at times, if I'm zooming back on it, it's relatively easy. It's not, you know, even when I was a barista at some of the busiest places I've been at, working in coffee, it, it, it it's not as gnarly as cleaning out the deep fryer in McDonald's. It's just not, you know, the end of the day clothes at McDonald's is just fucked. Like, first of all, you're busier at McDonald's than you are kind of anywhere else. You're working on a line where no one gives a shit about you. You're not really sure what you're working for. It's it's about as corporate as it gets. And I, I liked it there. You know, I found a way to make it awesome. But if if we're comparing it to other things, it's like, damn, I much I, w- I would have much rather worked at Cat and Cloud if it existed in that time frame when I was looking for my first job. I would have been ecstatic. It's like, oh, wow, working in somewhere where you are learning a craft the whole time, where you get to play with this weird, crazy thing that's coffee and it's this new and emerging industry. It just seems like a really rad place to be. And yeah, we're not perfect, but damn, I would have, you know, it's n- it's hard to say you would trade one thing for another because now I'm I'm really happy with all the experiences that I had in my life. But at the time, if I had to pick between what I was doing and this, I'm 99% sure, aside from the skate shop, I would have picked this every time and been super stoked about it. Is that, how, how does that, um, how does that dictate the work that we do? Like, how do you let that motivate the things you choose to work on and create for the rest of the team? Um, that's a big question. Being a business owner, it's really easy to focus on only the things that are wrong with your business because you see them all. There's this big gap between your vision and reality. And part of your job as a business owner is to find those gaps and keep plugging them. You know, keep moving forward to where you're trying to get your your reality as close to the vision as possible. So it's easy to slip into a lot of negativity. And one of the things that I want to be better about doing and when work is the most fun for me is when I can step back and acknowledge how really awesome it is here and never forget that and for everyone at every level and we were having a little bit of this conversation on on friday it's where everybody gets into bad bad little slumps or bad weeks and even me you know i'm getting a week where i'm just like why am i doing this you know i'm yeah i have you know a certain amount of freedom in my work but some weeks i'm just like insanely stressed out it seems like the work you do no one gives a shit about you're not perfect and all people want to do is point out how bad it is or how this thing isn't meeting their expectations and there's weeks where I'm just like I don't know if owning a business even makes sense for me like I don't know if this is what I wanted out of my life but then I have to step back and look at the even bigger bigger picture and compare it to what would I be doing if I wasn't doing this and I honestly don't know I can't think of anything that seems better. That's... And I also, it's so easy to forget about the positive things and keep, go ahead. I, I see you. Oh no, I was just, you have said in multiple different meetings where 
you've talked about being the owner and how you're this isn't just a paycheck for you that you know this is your job and it's and it's just an interesting to where your work you're doing is a a lot to do with how other people work and how it's it's less to do about the operations of cat and cloud and a lot to do with the potential people have at cat and cloud right so it's just interesting i don't know it was just interesting to think of oh that's your job your job is creating an environment for people to work yeah i I mean that's that's what we live in and i'm having a hard time adjusting to it honestly it's been a big adjustment for me because it's really nice and comfortable when you can see your one-to-one impact do the thing the thing gets done you know every little part of how it got done and you can take you know complete ownership or lack thereof of that thing and i love that i i, I love that i love that I resonate when that happens with it. Yeah. yeah it's it, i can totally get why people love it i totally understand why why i love it and that's why some of my projects that i do are, are so important to me and this is a different kind of work where you know i've got direct reports and i've got you running your own department and you have your own employees and it's this big trickle down thing and it sometimes it can feel a little disconnected and sometimes i crave that wow what would it be you know if we just had the one shop and worked with a really tight team like yeah sometimes i think about that and sometimes i don't know what i would like better you know my gut tells me that small is better for me than big i mean you've always been somewhat of an educator and being able to impact more people probably ends up calling more to you at the end of the day, from my point of view, than but, having control over every aspect sure. of a small shop. I right, but there, yeah, I like that spread, but then there's other things that I feel completely unequipped for, you know, mm, yeah. where I don't have, I mean, I don't know how much you're willing to divulge about our conversation on Friday, like, you feeling cozy enough to talk about it? Always. Always. Sun's hitting the bald spot on my head, so Dude, I'm toasty. You know what that's going to generate is some nice hair growth for you. Great. I saw that ad for that Jawser size thing. Oh, yeah. You know, where you just everywhere chew right on it, and I think it'll make the hair grow the back, j- too. I don't know the Jawser size. It's basically just chew on something. It's a thing. It looks like a cube, a hollowed-out cube. Oh, you so put it gum. in your mouth, and you just chew. Yeah, they have and a version that kind of looks like a mouth guard, too. And it makes your jaw sitting. chiseled as F, and then, you know, it gets the blood going <laughs> in your head. Get the Chad draw. So, the Chad, yeah, I yeah. mean, if you need your hair to grow back, just just a little plug There's there. also a massager, too, that's supposed to, like, move the skin and get blood flow. Yeah, no. Watch it's out, like, bro. It's like I've got that, 10 of those. They're called yeah, fingers. They're called fingers. That 50s exercise equipment they used to see where the ladies mm-hmm. in the strap. It's all just and vibrating. And it just vibrates her. It's like, <laughs> like, this, it's like, this is going to vibrate sure. your belly fat 100%. off. For sure. <laughs> so our Friday talk, what about it? Well. It happened Friday. It happened on Friday. <laughs> it was a Friday. A lot of A lot of the work intersects with something that's like almost akin to some version of therapy which i'm not a therapist right where it's like we're navigating not only the work that people do but how people feel about the work they're doing how it's impacting other people and it's this this huge um there's this convergence of a lot of different things that are coming that are coming together 
And those things are really hard to do because when I'm having those conversations, I the output is completely out of my control. You know, I can do the best that I can. And the same thing for probably a therapist too, where it's like they can give you the best guidance that they possibly can. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know if I'm able to have an impact on you or not. I don't know if our talk is going to change something in you because those are your decisions to make and your things to work on for yourself. And that's kind of a tricky one. You know, when you have, when you have things that you care about and you can kind of control them as much as possible, you can look at yourself and you're like, yeah, I did that thing. When you have people that you care about, you can try to help them as much as possible. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's not about you at all. You know what I mean? It's not about, I don't have the power to do some of these things. So that's just like a whole different world that in some ways, like the times when it goes well, it can feel very rewarding when you see someone month after month, year after year, and you look at where they were two or three years ago, and you can kind of say, you know, because you don't want to take away someone's win, where it's like every, because I believe, you know, everybody can take ownership of their own growth. So it's like that person growing is that person's win. It's not mine, but you'd like to think that I had had some part part to play in in that. And that feels really good. Yeah. Because we do know that the environment matters. And as leaders, we're a part of that environment. So when it works and you can see it working, it's super rewarding. But when you're not sure if it's working, it's just like, mm. and then that's how I feel about our conversation this morning to where it's like, I can give you what I got. I can't tell if it even helped at all or not. And it felt like it was just kind of floating in space. And I don't know what to make of that. And in those times I can feel like, man, okay, I'm doing all I can. I don't know if it's good enough, but it's what I got. And that's a uncomfortable feeling that comes from running the bigger thing as opposed to the smaller thing. Yeah. So what do you, what do you hope somebody who's coming to work here would know when they leave or know when they are coming on to like what the culture of cat and working at cat and cloud, what the potential of working here is? I mean, the potential of, well, So there's the bigger blanket statement that doesn't have anything to do with Cat and Cloud, which is no matter where you're starting, because people start at different levels, I'm a firm believer that you get out what you put in. If you show up with intention and pay attention, you will come away with things that you didn't know that you were even trying to learn. At Cat and Cloud specifically, we have a lot of people who are really, really talented. Like we have a group of people that are really good at their jobs. You know, if I look at you and design and the the digital world and the kind of artistic piece that goes into the marketing situation, and this is reinforced because I have people compliment me about it all the time. And sometimes they even think it's me and I'm like, it's not me. <laughs> it's somebody else entirely. Um that's rare because you can see other people's branding. You can see other people's storytelling and the people who are knocking it out of the park are kind of few and far between, I think. Um, then you could take someone like Charles, who's got this super big depth of knowledge about finance because he comes from this Wall Street background and has done things at a scale which you know very few people have done. And we're lucky to have someone like that here. You can look at 
me or Jared and say, wow, aside from owning the business, it's like these people have really made a push in barista culture and they know a lot about coffee, a lot. Like, and there's only, you know, a lot of people only see the surface. Same thing could be said for someone like Mark, who's just got years of industry experience, you know, rinse and repeat. we got a lot of really talented people and you could come to work and you could do your job and you could pay attention and you could learn a lot. But if you came to work, did those things and went the extra mile, put it on yourself to tap into all of the knowledge that's out there, you could learn a fuck ton about a lot of different things. It It's like, if I had, or, you know, imagine if you wanted to start your own business or start your own project and you had no idea what was going on. You've got an idea and you were able to sit down with all of these people and just have three hour conversation with each one of them, three hour conversation with me and Jared and say, what, you know, what was it like to formulate the idea for cat and cloud what like the first steps for the business like how did all of these things come together i got this idea and i don't really know what's happening and you could get a lot of insight from that and you could sit down with charles and you're like here's where i'm at financially what is it what does it look like what are some things that i should be expecting what am i not thinking of here's my business plan where are the gaps and where are the holes that's worth its weight in gold and then they could sit down with you as well and say hey i've got all these ideas i've talked to chris and jared i've talked to charles so i've got a sense of my vision and my business plan i've got a sense of what benchmarks i need to have in terms of funding and where i'm going to be lacking financially but i have a story that i really want to tell you tell amazing stories you take these ethereal ideas and package them in a way that people can understand them here are my ideas. What can you tell me about how to do that with what I'm trying to do? You could get an entire business education at Cat and Cloud just by taking two or three hours every month outside of the context of your normal day-to-day job and connect with all of these experts. That is a huge opportunity. I've never had an opportunity that big anywhere that I've worked at. I've never had this many experts in so many different fields under one roof at the same time. It's it, it's incredible. So how might That's we fun. how might we connect those dots for people who aren't interested in going maybe as big as that? You know, like the people who are coming to work at a place and maybe they don't see all of that out the gate. That to me I think is maybe the majority of the people who work with us at this point are like they came here, they want to know. For me it almost feels like how do you communicate the wins, the opportunities, and celebrate those growth opportunities? Some of which we're talking about and the idea of putting together, you know, a passport where there's actually stamps on your on your growth so people can see that. But I think when you're young, unless you're maybe a little more privy to a mindset like we're talking about, you don't necessarily you haven't been taught to look for that stuff, you know? So like how do how does somebody for instance, I bet the majority of our team, and obviously we can't be with everybody, wouldn't know that they could come sit down with all of those people necessarily yet. Or they wouldn't necessarily know, to your question in the beginning, like what does what does winning and growth feel like for somebody who maybe it is their first job? You know, like, a lot of people haven't been painted a picture of that. When I was young, I didn't know. So for instance, like for me, 
it was either kind of what we talked about in another episode, like, okay, what am I, what can I learn because of the need to survive or where can I go to make a certain amount of money? It wasn't necessarily correlated with like a bigger picture. I think a lot of people in the world are kind of lost for what they want to get out of the, their long term work relationship at the beginning, or it's trying to figure it out. Like there's a lot of people who are trying to figure it out, quote unquote. And that, that to me speaks to somebody it feels like you had like an idea of something that you wanted out of work, which is cool. Maybe you didn't, you know? I think it was less specifically about work and more specifically that was just how I was brought up. Yeah. To where that was uh you know, I I don't know if I would have had the foresight to have all those conversations either. Yeah. But what I feel like I did have was the foresight that even though this thing at McDonald's is just a thing at McDonald's, it somehow matters more than I, I think it too. does. I get that. Yeah. And I, you know, like this, my performance matters, like doing my best here matters. And the way, it, you know, kind of manifested in my family, the story was, you know, it's less about being good for your boss yeah. and being good for your organization. And it's more about, what kind of person are you training yourself to be? How do you see Chris Baca? Yeah. And from the jump, it was kind of like, we work hard because that's who we are. Mm-hmm. Because that's the kind of person we want to be known as, and that's how we want to contribute. And then the other things were kind of just side effects. And the yeah. side effects were really small at first, and they weren't, these big, huge sweeping things. So when I worked at like Tony um, Serrano showing up, right? I mean, some of the good ones are just people pay attention to the people who are killing it. So when I worked, True. when I worked at um, Copeland's, there's a sporting goods store, Copeland's. I worked at oh, it in yeah, Modesto. Dude. They had a little board shop. Classic board shop was awesome. You know, everybody else wore golf polos. We got to wear whatever we want, play our own music. So we were still at a corporation, but we had a lot of freedom. And people, it was at the time when people were really making fun of, you know, corporate skate shops, but I really enjoyed it there. So my boss was Dave. And Dave seemed like a much older guy. And in reality, he's, you know, like a few years older than I am, but everything feels like a bigger gap at the time and, and really, like look 90 to these children yeah dave's dave's a solid dude but he doesn't have any formal training on leadership or anything sure. but he's passionate about what we do and he pays attention and i'm in there just busting my ass because i love what i'm doing because i get to you know even the annoying stuff i don't want to lace and face all of the shoes which mm-hmm. is like hundreds of pairs at the time because skateboarding was in a boom so i'm right. just like oh my god i gotta lace up all these fucking shoes and you know uh, but it's the job you know i don't want to hang up hundreds of snowboard jackets in a row and make sure that all the hangers are facing the right direction but it's like hey man in the big scheme of things i'm around skateboards and snowboards it's pretty rad and i'm right. just i'm just doing it so i'm doing it and um one week I come to work and there's this big old box behind the counter. And I was like, what is this? And Dave's like, that's for you. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, just open it. And I opened it. And at the time, Girl and Chocolate were the companies that I was really into. They were like, the shit. I was just like so down for them. So I open it up and it's just all like Girl and Chocolate. There's 
big, huge banners, posters. There was, uh, it sounds funny to say, but like the girl skateboard logo, a literal like blow up doll. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's just like all this cool little yeah. merch pieces of stuff, shirts, all all this stuff. And I was like, where does this come from? And he's like, oh man, it's it's from the distributor. I, you know, I told him I got a guy here who just works his ass off and he's super down with what you guys do. You know, what do you got? Can you hook him up? Yeah. And they hooked me up and I was like, wow. And nobody else in the shop got anything like that. Cause mm-hmm. not to toot my own horn, but I was just showing up and doing work that nobody else was. Not to get anything out of it. Yeah, it was the job. But you know, and I was just like, wow, that's that's really rad. I was super psyched. It was one of the first times at work where I got really, really hooked up and felt like I was seen for the work I was doing. And I, I was it was I don't know. It yeah, was it, feels it was good it, for sure. It, it was a big deal for me. And I still talk to Dave every once in a while. He lives down in Southern California. And a few months ago, I hit him up and I was like, hey, man, I've just been thinking about work and stuff. And I just want to let you know, I remember when you got me that stuff and it meant a lot to me. And mm-hmm. I really appreciated you having you as a boss. And he's like, dude, I knew when you were working, I didn't have to worry about anything. Right. And that made me feel super confident. Like, I knew, like, Baca's there. He's got it handled. No big deal. I don't have to double-check anything. I don't have to ask twice. It's just, like, you did whatever you had to do. Like, whatever I told you, no drama, no nothing. Like, yeah. you made my life awesome. Totally. And I was like, this is great relationship. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I love this. You know? Yeah. That's cool. But, like, when I got that stuff, I was like, oh, okay. Like, someone is paying attention. Yeah. So, I, I don't know if that answers your question, but no, I, I think mean, it's a helpful portion. I, I think there's a little snippet of it. It's like, you know, how do you show them that that stuff matters? Like, I don't know, but there needs to be some sort of acknowledgement because at some point for a lot of people, you know, if you keep putting in, putting in, putting in, putting in, putting in, and you don't have that attitude of where it's like, this is just for me, not for you. Right. Or this, I do this because I'm intrinsically motivated to do so. There's a certain number of people who it's like, man, I want to be validated for my work or I yeah. just want... I want to know that somebody knows. Mm. It's like, it's kind of the thing I'm talking about with you, Wiser, where it's like, I'm doing my best and I want to know deeply that it's making a difference. And some days I can tell and some days I can't. And the yeah. days that I can tell, it's like really, 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 it's sweet, you know? Right. It feels good. So, and it's, it's interesting in an organization like ours, it's like, I can't see who's really crushing it on the front line. I can see when I go in and interact, right? But out of seventy employees, I couldn't say like, "Oh, you, 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 you." You couldn't you, pick you. them all out. You, yeah, yeah, that's, you know, totally. They have team leaders, yeah, that have to do that. Totally. And, and we talked about this the other week too, which I thought, you know, you had a great idea, which is like, what if we gave team leaders a small budget, yeah, to reward X amount of hundreds of dollars to just go like reward people who are going above and beyond it were really we're doing that really actually. crushing it yeah and so i i think you know to answer your question that's how you do it that's one way to do it for that's sure one way to do it yeah for sure and then i think the bigger perspective of oh you have all these experts over here you can take advantage of i don't know it's maybe one of those things where the hungriest person figures it out and then other mm-hmm. people hear about it where it's more of uh these little tiny because people do it on the random you know yeah, there have been people questions. who come through and really want to sit down mm. and and figure it out, but I don't know. That's a bigger one. I, I it's hard for me to figure out where people are coming from because in my head, it's easy to get frustrated when people don't do things like that because I'm just assuming you guys have the internet, which I didn't have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have social media. You can watch YouTube videos and figure out how work works. Yeah, I just showed up. 
Yeah. And I have no idea how work works. Yeah. And my dad's been building cabinets his whole life, so there's not really a lot of insight on how to like maneuver through the workspace there. Mm. My mom's a single mom. She's just working. Totally. <laughs> She's been a nurse since before I was born. I I don't know. You know, the the work hard theme was kind of all we had to go on. I want to pivot it. Um so Chris, you're just talking and showing how we have all this potential to create an environment where people can grow beyond what they might have originally thought was possible. How do we take all that work, Jared, and put it into something that the guest will recognize and again create that line out the door? How do we how do we take that those those team members? Right. I mean, and how you do we could create... argue we already are doing that here in Santa Cruz, right? But I think there's the other part of it. If you're going to build something special, it does take people who are willing to commit to some time frame and some some building of a place, right? You know, I and, and again speaking to what he said of you and what we know of you, you worked at a place prior to this, gaining skills. You were, you know, loyal to your job and you stuck with it, and through that process came a lot of learning because of time and tenure. Same thing happened, I think, with me in starting. Well, one sitting at this company in Chico that. I was like just outside of the connection points, but the the owner at the time was trying to like grow a roasting company across two cities, you know, I, and I would be the delivery guy slash barista at the local place, but then roast the coffee and deliver it to Sacramento. I was able to kind of watch how somebody tried to expand a business and then come here to Santa Cruz and work for seven years helping start Verve. It's like you learn a lot by being in those places, but also you are contributing to the ability for a place to grow and become something bigger, right? And that doesn't, it can happen, but it happens in a whole different level when it comes to culture and making something that's special that people resonate with when you're just churning through people. When you're just churning through people quickly, at this point, that's like a Starbucks model, right? You don't feel a lot of soul in Starbucks, you feel a lot of trust, or like a McDonald's. They're different things. But if you want to do what we do, which is create a place where you can feel invested in to a degree and hopefully a, a, a level of quality that makes anybody who does leave this place a shoe in for any job they get culturally awesome, which I, we have a track record currently of that being true. If you leave working at Cat and Cloud, most likely you're a pretty top candidate anywhere else, which is a showcase for the work we've done. And then we do literally have lines out the door. So those things are proven in this town, right? building a culture where we train people and we speak to a mission and values and how they connect to the daily work that you do, as well as teaching teams to work together and communicate well and have feedback that is generally proven, right? There's a lot more to this puzzle in terms of growth and the ability to retain people on a long, on a long play that we're still in process with. And we will probably be always in process because one, the world evolves, but two, uh, you're consistently dealing with people growing in the, the timelines of life, people wanting different things. As I said a few times over, we've had experiences multiple times over where you are working with people at the time who are very excited about everything that we do, and they feel like they're, you know, this is my life. I only want to do this. And then they say things like, okay, great, let's go expand or let's go do this or I want to build this or I want to be a part of whatever, right? And you give them the responsibilities. You work with them, but you you show um, as best you can in the time, great, here's the work that we have to do to, to go to this place. We all just agreed on going with you. High five. And then like, uh-oh, I actually don't 
love this work so much or something changed within me. And it's a unique place to be in. As an owner, we still own the the company, right? It's not just our job, it's our life and vice versa. And it's what we want to do. And we be- I believe in it, you know, based on the card you just wrote. I believe that the kind of culture we have does warrant a line out the door pretty much everywhere we go. And I actually believe that we could do that provided you go back a few episodes that we do some of the things that are wise, which is not just going to a location because cat and cloud rules. Like we don't get too big for our britches in our heads and be like, we're cat and cloud. We work everywhere. I think we do work everywhere, but we're still going to be smart, you know? Um, And I think we're wise enough to know what it looks like to be in a different city and adapt to that culture and not try to hit them over the head with only what cat and cloud is like cat and cloud can be this mission and this values living and breathing authentically, but adapted to anywhere you know portland or los gatos or whatever the case may be i think that's the wisdom of business and the wisdom of being um intentional and i just just think that's the artistry in what we do right i think we're not the kind of people who are like well this is who we are no matter what and that's why our cafes even in this town look different um so i know i'm talking about a lot of different things but in my mind it's all layered and that's always been layered it's always been layered in how we show up, why we do what we do. And the more you can speak to that, the more the work is, the more, the more it can land with the more, with more different people, you know, because you don't have to love every single detail of work that I do. But if you can understand in your own way, why it matters, and I can understand in my own way, why it matters based on our values and our mission, then we both identify with this company. That's fucking sweet. That's magic. How does that, how does all that work translate to a guest that's coming in the doors for the first time or down the road someday, a guest that's coming in to the doors that have just opened in a new place. Like how does all that work deliver to their experience? Right. I mean, well, we have fairly clear, specific ways we go about doing that when people come into our cafes, right? We have the, the teaching of, an idea like a two-step rule, you know, everybody's going to get a greeting of some capacity within a couple steps in the cafe. Whether we nail it or not, we still have opportunity to work on always, right? We have some framework. That's one part. Then you have this cultural teaching, which kind of, in my opinion, goes through our leaders more. And I think we still and could have a lot of work to do there where there is a lot of nuance. There's a lot of artistry and how we deliver and there's a lot of context, I think is maybe the most powerful word for me. It's like context helps everything. And if we can teach our leaders in the future how to read moment by moment the context of what's going on individually, then you can give that, you know, to borrow the term from Disney, very individualized person, that, that kind of service. Yeah. And hospitality. Because you're giving them the service based off of their perspective and their situation. Sure. And... We can go, I'd say, 80% of the way and train most of it. It's kind of, it, when we talk about this in orientation, we talk about um, hospitality. And Mark was saying how it's also meeting guests where they're at. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, the guest that's coming in that just wants their cup of coffee in the morning because they want to get going and that's what they want. And it's like that situational awareness to give the best experience to that one guest mm-hmm. so that they know, oh, I can rely on this when I come in Yeah. versus giving the guests the experience that, you know, ends up 
the experience that ends up getting us wedding invites from people who right. are like, hey, we came to Cat and Cloud. You guys made us feel like family. Like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so it's both are equal. You yeah. know, both experiences are equal and come from the same place. Uh, it's just... No, I mean, it's the, I think that our challenge, and this is both a two to the horn, but it's going to also, I think it's true. And I think maybe other businesses will experience this or not, but is that we're good at, we're good and we have intention beyond a pretty broad scope of shit. And other companies say they do, but they actually don't. <laughs> and I'm dead serious. <laughs> they like to say that, but like, we got a broad scope of shit. Meaning, like, you mean one thing that I could just even like sort of roast us on without roasting us is that, you know, our team members often don't necessarily lean into and own the fact that we serve some of the best coffee in the world, nor that they, you know, can and do have access to understanding. And this is our work to do as leaders, right? To offer to offer these opportunities more clearly, and maybe even for the future. To your first point teach some some speaking points or some opportunities to engage with this and, and teach our team how to articulate more, right? But we don't really share very much about how amazing our coffee is. We kind of do, you kind of do, but across the board, that's not like common day-to-day conversation with our team. You know, they're, they're helping people get to something and potentially a few of them, like you said, have really engaged and done sampling programs. But the the kind of, and I don't actually blame anybody, the kind of engagement compared to what Chris and I used to do and some of the people that we would work with, right, when we were really into it, is different. Nothing wrong, no hate on our team. We don't talk about that a lot individually. So We, we could talk about it. Yeah, sorry. Well, no, all I'm saying is that's, that's one thing that we have and is that is tough to teach in, in context with also the other part, which is we're a hospitality company and – And we're also a leadership and feedback and development company. You know, like those are three, in my opinion, really big pieces of pie. Big, They're really meaningful pieces of pie. And I just said, you know, uh, coaching and development. I said hospitality. And I said, you know, artistry, coffee focused. And those are a few of our values kind of loosely leaned into. We don't even talk about, you know, anything else, which is some of the development stuff that, you know, that, that almost make us a school. Of sorts. And and we genuinely want to be all those things, which is a pretty um, large opportunity, and it's a large thing to work towards. It's so also, it takes yeah, time. It's a lot to tackle. It's a lot to tackle. Because you're juggling a lot of plates there, and when you lean into the, oh, we need to dial in the experience in our cafes right now, so that just means a lot of training. Yeah. And that means you maybe you don't get chances to talk about, like, oh, yeah, all this coffee that we were training you on, it's actually amazing. And... <laughs> Oh, so I was going to say to that was, we don't talk about it. I was going to ask, is that because we're maybe a little bit of on an island? Like, Tell me more about what you mean by island. Like, who's on the island, I guess is what I'm asking. Like, uh, Cat and Cloud? I li- yeah, not alien. Alienating isn't the right word, but how much do we engage, how much do we and our team members engage the rest of the coffee community? Yeah. What does that have to do with anything, though? Like, what does that have to do with anything? You could, if you, if you were born in a Ferrari and that's yeah. all you knew, yeah, you wouldn't realize that you might be sitting in a really expensive, nice car. Oh, so for like references, yeah, yeah I right. Think some I get what you're saying. Value to that, 
Mm. I also don't think Ferraris are amazing. Don't at me. Sorry. I do. I think Ferraris are <laughs> sick, dude. Wiser just sold his Ferrari. He's <laughs> yeah. just like completely over it. He had a really terrible experience. At I'm the currently in the nicest car I've ever driven. <laughs> it's a Jetta TSI <laughs> manual. But, like, it back. but I mean, no, actually, there's I, a bag. I there's a bag there's... of Onyx sitting underneath the counter in the cafe right now. Sure. I don't know why it's there, but. Like, my question is, why is it there? Who's engaging with that coffee? Yeah. I mean, not that it shouldn't be there. We have hundreds of bags of coffee from yeah, other like roasters. Yeah, we try the world's yeah. means. But it, how much, yeah, it's just a question of me. how much are we engaging or experiencing the rest of the world to understand how to gauge our work? I, yeah, that's an interesting one. It's hard. I think we just don't talk about our passion for coffee as much as we probably could. Sure. Yeah. And that's the number one thing. And we and don't build the teaching points along the way. We build a few, right? Yeah. Like, there's an amazing Coffee 101 class. You know, it's like uh, Argus, who just joined, like, reached out and shared, you know, that he was went through that class. And I was like, hey, how's, how is it? Because he's worked for other companies that are in specialty. And he's all, honestly, really, really impressed. You all did a great job. And, you know, whether he said that or didn't, again, this is me as a leader. I'm able to take the context of who that person's worked with and whatnot to ask questions following up on that, no matter what they said. So, yeah. there's, you know, there's all that across our whole board. And yeah, to Chris's point, we don't talk about it as much as we could. We also can. It's, it still goes back again contextually to that's like three or four huge chunks of learning opportunities. Yeah. And with those learning opportunities comes time and space, right? And if we don't have consistent people to work with to create and integrate these things, it becomes a longer play, right? So we have and are currently in the process of working through some of them and continue to. But with every, you know, this is part of, this is part of the life of a business owner. If we want to be as impactful as we have been, to Chris's point, it's too easy to look at what's not working, right? And see all the opportunities within that. There is also the facts. People come here. There's a line out the door. They consistently say, our team is the most amazing. So for me, the stress and excitement and opportunity is how do we get the people or, or physically how do I and we who are here do the work, both of which sound hard and, and unique, to continue to build on those portions of our business and implement them in such a way that we are able to do more and offer more, you know? you're always working with this cross section of how long can somebody work with you and how far can we go, you know, with those resources and hopefully they stay past some benchmarks and continue to grow with you. And then yeah. if not, it needs to be dialed in enough that we're able to continue that work beyond when somebody leaves. And that's to me is always, and, and currently the most clear opportunity, probably most businesses have, you know, are you able to create something that, if there's a stopping point and somebody takes a step off the bus and goes a different direction that you can continue your work. And if you don't have that in play, I'd consider that a bottleneck and those are endless and stressful to answer your question about legacy though. And, and wanting to be, have a line out the door in any city, it always has for me come down to creating a place that provides for more than, you know, myself and a few people. Cause that's to me like a culture building Spot is when other people can speak to um, what you do and find a way to go share it on their own without you. And if they can do it with you and the company, then everybody can win together. They can always go do the same thing and replicate your concepts elsewhere, which is kind of 
not kind of, it's just a thing you can do. You can replicate our concepts. That to me is really amazing. If more people want to jump on board and do what we do and help us take this thing wherever we want to go, then that's what I always wanted when I was growing up as well. To ask, to answer the same question Chris did. I wanted the opportunity to go build the thing that I believed in and do an amazing job with it. Hey everyone, that's the podcast for the week. Thanks so much for listening. If you heard something that inspired you, let us know or tell a friend. These are the types of connections that are the most important to us and that we seek to create every day. If there's something you heard and you want to know more about, send us an email to podcast at catandcloud.com or head to our website, catandcloud.com slash podcast and let us know. While you're on our site, check out everything we have to offer. Dive deep into one of our single origin coffees or pick up a little treat for yourself. We have something for everyone, so check it out. Also, find us in the usual places, YouTube, Instagram. We're always there sharing amazing things. All right, that's it. Thanks everyone for being awesome. We'll be back next week.